well and welcome to the new media collective clubhouse where we broadcast to our podcast mind we are here with luke sheffers today in the clubhouse luke is one of our mastermind members and a phenomenal budding young entrepreneur who's made quite a name for himself through instagram growth and being an entrepreneur uh, and more. And today we're talking about pivoting with Luke's experience, how to profit growth and more. So Luke, I just wanted to welcome the New Media Collective Room. Do you want to say anything out, out folks listening to the podcast as we get started here? Uh, not really. Just excited to be here and answer any questions I can and learn about anybody else while we're here. So let's get it going. Outstanding. So cool. And you know, some of the reason why we, the New Media Collective actually exists is that Luke was the first plug, so to speak, that got me connected with Instagram growth. And so in a way, we sort of exist because of Luke. So uh, thanks to Luke for all of this. I appreciate it very much. So uh, just a little bit about the New Media Collective. For those of you listening out there on Billion Dollar Mind podcast, I want to welcome you. I'm Tate. I'm your Denver. I facilitate New Media Collective. I'm a business coach and social growth dude, and I'm really excited to serve value out to conscious entrepreneurs ready to emerge into that next area of their life. Uh, the New Media Collective is an authentic gathering of entrepreneurs, and our hope is lifelong networking opportunities and a very supportive and innovative learning community. You can join us at my Instagram at Billion Dollar Growth, tap the link in the bio. So again, let's welcome Luke Sheffers into the room today. And I want to also welcome my co-moderator, Raj Singh, the man with the amazing beard from the UK, and an even more amazing announcement that anyone else that knows him is is waiting with bated breath. So Raj, to the clubhouse, and the Billion Dollar Mind podcast. Raj, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Tay. Um uh it's, it's it's been a very been a very busy day chatting to clients from the state um i am uh potentially looking to help artists in america um and we are looking to do overseas uh partnerships collaborations and we are looking to promote artists here in the uk and um i would like to say that my announcement uh will be very soon in the next few days, if not in the next week or so. Um, just waiting for some final details to be finalized. And once they have been, then you will be able to see all of my socials and I will make a massive announcement on our rooms. So yeah, take. I'm going to pass it back up to you. But I want to say, from me here in the UK, it's 10 o'clock in the evening right now, but I want to say a happy Tuesday and I hope everyone around the world is having a productive week. Thank you. Over to you. Okay. That's so amazing. You know, I'm going to have to make an extra additional therapist week because of the anxiety that you're creating in my heart. It's announcing. <laughs> so I, I do want to also stage Phil Beth, the podcast. Phil has had some amazing developments as well. I want to turn the mic to Phil. <laughs> well, if you do want to get down on the couch and relieve some of that stress and feel better, just go to the podcast, Phil Better, right? Thanks, Phil Better. Great to have you here. <laughs> awesome. Well, Luke, 
Luke Sheffers, it is such an honor and a wonderful, uh, beautiful situation to be able to have you in uh, not only our clubhouse room now and our podcast, but also as a an expert on our map of the New Media Collective. And so I'm going to turn the microphone over to for Luke about how to pivot your profit from social more. Raj? Okay. So, Luke, um, the first question I've got is, um, how can you leverage um, social media um, as um, a marketing tool for your business? That's the first question. Right. I think I think what this world's really come to, right? Everything's becoming digital, right? Think about when's the last time you gave someone a business card? Probably not. Maybe you have in like a business conference or something. But now, what do people do? They ask, "What's your social media?" Let me see your Instagram page. They want to go to your social media, right? So, if, if you're going to try to have a good representation of your business, if you want to have a good perception of it, you have to have the social media to back it up. And I think I always tell my, I tell everyone that if you don't start now building your social media, you're Relevant, as harsh as that sounds. If you're not building your brand, your personal brand, your business brand, whatever it is, if you're not using social media now, you're going to be left behind because the world always goes forward. We never go backwards. We're always innovating. And the new innovation is technology, social media. And it's not just having a brand, but having an effective strategy to build that brand. So I think these people who think they can do word of mouth and have brick and mortar stores, they're, they're really missing the point of the world is changing. And if you don't change, you're going to be left behind. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, how would you, okay, so how would you um, leverage, uh, uh, let's say, TikTok? Because um, what I found was that um, TikTok is not for every business. Okay. Yep. And the way, the way I look at TikTok is that it's a fun platform. It's a great platform. Um, it's not for every business. Now, for example, my business, um, which is a marketing agency, is not on there. Although I know I can leverage it, however, it's not for me. But in certain regions around the world, or shall I say certain countries, TikTok has been banned, notably in India. Right. So how would you um, sell that to your clients to say, TikTok is a platform to go on and yada, yada, yada? Because... The way I look at it is, if TikTok is banned in one country, what is it? What is it stopping from being banned in, let's say, in the European region or in the South American region? You know, so how would you leverage that, and how would you sell that to your clients? Right, that's a good question. So obviously, TikTok's owned by a Chinese uh, developer, so that that's why it's so interesting. Because some, I mean, we even saw with uh, our last president that they were trying to get TikTok banned, right? But it just really depends on your business, right? Because if you have a younger demographic, you have to know who you're targeting. So if you have a younger demographic of people for your business, then TikTok's great because most people that are of a younger demographic use TikTok. I myself use TikTok. I'm 20 years old and people below me all use it. Like my girlfriend babysits an eight-year-old and she's using TikTok already, right? So TikTok's a great way to leverage yourself to market to a younger demographic, but you have to be reasonable. You're not going to get your, your dad's not on TikTok, right? You're not going to get any sort of older demographic on TikTok. So would I sell TikTok to my clients? No, I would say focus on the bigger platforms first, build yourself out. And then once you have an established target audience, if it's a younger demographic, then you can leverage TikTok. But TikTok's not a main tool to use. I just think it's something that you can specifically use to only target those younger demographics. 
And to add to that, right, what I tell everybody is each platform is a different audience. Okay, so you can't post the same thing on Instagram and TikTok. You can't post the same thing on Twitter as Facebook, right? You have to know why psychologically you get onto that app, right? So why do you go onto Twitter? You want to see quick information. You want to see quick-witted lines. You want to see quotes. You want to see information that's small and compact so you can keep swiping to the next one. You know, Instagram's more about value, you know, more about grabbing your attention immediately, Right. So knowing why you go on the app and then directing content psychologically to why the user is using that app. Wow, that's phenomenal. I am so question has been raised about TikTok. So many people are so used about TikTok. Ooh, should I even go on it? Because my eight year old daughter <laughs> just depends, right? It just depends. And I think that really speaks to pivoting our businesses into the digital age. We are up in mid 21st century, the mid-century. How crazy is that? And having an electronic business card like Instagram or like TikTok. Um, but since we are really focused, I think, on Instagram, I would love to kind of ask the question to you, Luke, what struggles have you overcome? You're 20 years old, okay? And you're already such an impact in the social growth world. But what I sense from you is that you are not just about the numbers and the fire emojis and the uh, hype. So I'm wondering, you overcome in your business thus far your life. And you know, how long have you been at it, my friend? Yeah, you just cut out a little bit, but I think I can answer your question. A lot of struggles, man. I mean, being at 20 years old, uh, a lot of people look at you and they think, you know, you're so new to this you know, business world, right? I think that one, I can get overlooked just because of my age. Uh, but what I have my strategy on that is actually to make my insecurity my pros, right? So being young and having a younger perspective, not trying to act like I have an older perspective, but to still talk about my struggles as a younger person, right? So I'm not trying to be older than I really am. I'm trying to be me. And I think that if I'm just authentic and I'm myself, I'm actually going to attract more people, right? So, you know, one thing about me is I swear a lot. Like, that's just, it's how I've grown up. That's just kind of how I talk and not adjusting that to try to fit other people's standards. Now, you know, some people will be like, well, it's not professional to swear. It's not, you know, you're going to lose out on deals. That's okay. I'm okay with missing out on deals because I'm authentic. Like, I'm willing to to lose things because I'm myself because I know I'm going to attract more by being authentic, right? I think the biggest struggle for me has been when I start to see the success, you know, being 20 years old and a lot of my peers, a lot of people around me aren't in the same position I'm in. Uh, the biggest thing I struggle with is just being arrogant and getting um, full of myself, right? You know, I've, I've always been, you know, someone who is confident, right? But not crossing that line between confidence and having a big ego. And I think that's the biggest struggle I've had. Is just not getting full of myself, right? When I get a big deal closed, when I see that check get cleared and come into my account and not being satisfied and not being like, wow, I made it. Like, look at what I'm doing because I know that my purpose on this, this earth and in this life is not to be about me, but to be about other people, right? And as hard as that is for most people to understand, what you give, you get back, right? You attract what you are. And I know that if I give and I truly help and serve other people, I'm going to attract everything I need to live a very happy, peaceful life, whether that's financially, emotionally, 
in everything that I do, if I am the person I want to attract in this life, I know that I'm going to be set because I'm already living at that vibration. And then I'm going to attract other people, other resources that are also on that same frequency as I am. Wow. Ain't it interesting that, you know, we attract a mirror. People are our mirror. My energy that I I offer right back. And so there's this sort of universal truth that if I'm in a position to serve value out to people first, which is my primary goal in life, then everything else comes along the way. It's connections, not conversions, as I've heard it put. So thank you so much, Luke. And I know uh, the city with broad shoulders live in Chi-Town in Chicago. And um, I want an offshoot question here. Um, how many of your clients are in Chicagoland area versus internationally? What do you think? Interestingly, most of my clients are not. Uh, from Chicago. What's interesting is most of my clients I haven't even met in person. Most of them I'm doing Zoom calls with and meeting with them uh, digitally, which again, this is the new pivot, right? You don't have to have a brick and mortar store. You can have all of your lead generation coming through social media. Like I haven't met most of my clients. I've met some of them. Some of them have flown out to meet with me one-on-one for meetings and whatever. But most of my clients I'm just meeting digitally and I think that's the biggest pivot that people have to understand is you don't have to personally meet all your clients. You can still build a relationship digitally. And it makes a lot of people uncomfortable because they feel like it's not a true relationship. But the way the world is now working is you can build friendships online. Like me and you, Tate, like I've never met you in person, but like we have talked, we've connected, we've flowed a lot and really gotten to know each other, right? So you can still build meaningful relationships digitally. And just because you haven't met them doesn't mean it's not a genuine relationship. Well said, Mike, because you don't have to be in proximity with others to be friends in this world uh, anymore. And never, never in the, in the past has, has that ever been the truth either. Um, so, yeah. And I, my, you know, Chicago is my second city. My dad grew up in Naperville, just west of the town. And so I love Chicago, the hot dogs there. And what's beautiful is we meet these people through uh, digital. We end up meeting them even deeper relationships form once we get together, you know, big plans for the New Media Collective, being able to have, you know, retreats or, you know, come up to the uh, mountains of Colorado and share in some fellowship and enjoy each other's company. And so what a beautiful thing it is. It's just pure fun. You know, I love, I love and meeting people. And uh, I've never met so many wonderful people as since I started my digital journey. So I'm going to hand the microphone over to Raj. But before I do that, for the next question, I did want to welcome Lou Tumlet up onto the stage. Lou, it's so beautiful to have you. Would you like to introduce yourself? We're talking with Luke about pivoting and profiting from social growth. Lou, take it away, my friend. Oh, thank you so much. Um, thank you so much for having me up on stage. And wonderful to listen to you, Luke. Um, I'm so impressed. Um, you know, I'd love to be 20 and be doing it all over again um, from an online perspective. Uh, it, it, it's just fantastic to hear you. And thank you so much, Tate, for um, kind of uh, yeah hosting this space. Um, I've been in the tech industry and creative industry for a very long time, um, uh, you know, coding and developing since the age of three and being a creative and a technical, um, being able to kind of network with um, kind of back-end tech people and talk marketing and digital and 
all of those online things and I'm just um, kind of coming back from from the abyss um, after having children and uh, you know growing my online following and, uh, just growing my online business and utilizing all those amazing skills uh, in business and industry um, that I've kind of steamrolled and, and gathered over the years so I'm really grateful to be here thank you beautiful so beautiful such a pleasure to have you here and wow Kareem the age of three and tech tips with Lou is a beautiful uh, is a beautiful thing so check out Lou uh, on Instagram at Lou Template with two T's so I also want to welcome to the stage it's an honor to have Alexandra up on the stage with us on a Alex and Alex that is and Alex would you like to Say hello to the, the group here and say hello to Lou. Go ahead, my friend. Hi. Hello. Hello. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Uh, thanks, Kate, for inviting me. Hi, everyone. I am excited to listen and learn. I think we all can learn and grow together. So excited to um, listen. And, and if I have some, uh, I, I can. I'm a brand and visibility strategist. Uh, I work with mostly entrepreneurs, influencers. And, uh, and I've been in the uh, content creation and social space for, uh, I don't know, maybe about 15 years. <laughs> so happy to uh, happy to be here. And again, listen and learn. Back to you, Kate. Absolutely. You bet, Ara. And uh, before, I love that. <laughs> okay. Well, back to Raj to ask our next of our esteemed guests. Today, Luke Shepherd. So, Raj. Thank you, Tate. Uh, firstly, I want to say welcome to Lou, Alexandra. It's awesome to see you here. First time I've seen you, so welcome to our room. Most appreciated. And welcome to Ty as well, who's sitting in the audience right now. Um, so, uh, Luke, my question to you is what led you into your niche? And if you could tell our audience as well, what is your niche? If you can explain that a little bit more in detail. Thank you. Yeah, 100%. So basically what my niche is, is anything social media and PR. And obviously that's pretty broad, so I'll get more specific. So the business that I have created now, I have two businesses. So one of them is focused directly with athletes. So recently in July, they just passed a new law that athletes can start making money from their, it's called their NIL, their name, image, and likeness. So it's basically their social media page and basically how many followers and how much engagement they get, how much influence they have, because now they're of value to brands, right? Because now brands can market their products through an influencer. So helping athletes become an influencer is what my first business is doing. And so we've worked with a ton of athletes. We've worked with ESPN analysts, some of the top college athletes and pro athletes actually in the world right now. Uh, and two is just anybody with a business or brand, which is what I'm kind of building out now. So building out that side of the department and hiring and kind of making sure I can get people to do the right things. Um, so building out social media pages through um, social growth. Through, so through celebrity campaigns and promotions, which helps you build a following, uh, helping you get more engagement, helping you with your strategies for your content, uh, making sure that you're answering DMs, uh, account management, right? So everything social media, getting you featured in the press, Anything to do with social media, uh, my agency takes care of. I like to call it a one-stop shop for digital marketing. Basically, anything you need in the digital marketing world, I can provide to you. So those are kind of my niche. That I would say social media and PR. That, that would be my niche, right? Branding, you could say. Marketing. 
Uh, that would be my niche uh, and kind of how I got into this, right? Funny story. So when I was, funny to say, when I was 19, that was only one year ago, but when I was 19, uh, I, I went to school for basketball. So I was an athlete. Uh, I wanted to play pro, pro basketball. I wanted to play overseas. That was always my dream. That was always my goal. Uh, and I was sitting in my dorm room one day, and I was just so overwhelmed. I was so sick of this repetitive lifestyle that I was living. And I had seen some things from uh, Jason Capital about making money online, right? And I was like, "Huh, like that sounds so interesting. I don't want to. I don't want to work a nine to five. I can't do that. Like that's just not me. Like so, I was like, I got to figure out a way to make money online. There has to be a way. So what I did was I started doing some research, and I came across a social media and PR agency. And I reached out to him and I said, hey, like, do you have 15 minutes? I'd love to just pick your brain and talk to you. So he picked up the phone. We got in the call and basically he told me everything he did and how he was able to generate a full-time income, drop out of school and start running his own agency. So I said, dude, I'd love to just, you know, work with you. You know, I'll make commission, whatever you want. Just please teach me what you're doing. I have to learn. So he brought me on his side and I started kind of selling for him. So I started learning sales. That was the first high income skill I learned was how to sell effectively, right? So as I was learning how to build other people's brands so I could build their brands, I was learning how to build my own brand and I was learning to sell. So now I got that skill. And then after about a year, year and a half of that, or about a year, so it's probably like 18 and a half when I started because now I'm 20. So started that and then I was like, you know what? I can do this on my own. I don't need another company. Like, I'm ready. I can start this on my own. I want to be my own boss. I don't want to work for other people. So I parted ways with the company and I started my first business, which was, it's called Smile. So it's social media influencer likeness entrepreneurship. And that's primarily focused on athletes, right? And the whole premise of it is we're trying to help athletes make money, which is obviously going to help them out tremendously. Obviously, I'm trying to help other people smile. That's my big thing in life is if I can help people smile throughout the day, with every interaction I have, I'm living my purpose, right? So that's the business uh, kind of motto is helping people smile. Um, and how I kind of got into that was just, like I said, I just knew I was not cut out for the regular world. I knew what the regular, you know, nine to five system for me, that just wasn't it. I felt the calling to creating my own business. And obviously being in the athletic world, knowing how recruiting works, knowing how athletics works, and then learning all of social media and PR, branding, marketing, et cetera, I thought it was a perfect match when that law came out in July where now I can help athletes build their brand. And I mean, literally the universe was just aligning me right with my calling, right with my purpose at the exact right time. And, and, and Luke, what, what specific law are you, how incredibly beautiful is that law for that people in the sports industry? Um, it is called, I honestly don't really know the specific name. I'm pretty sure it's just the name image likeness law. I know it was passed in July because I started my LLC literally the next day uh, from that. So can't give you the specific name, but it should be something along the lines of name image likeness laws passed in July by the NCAA. Uh, and that was huge for me just because I'm trying to be the biggest in the industry in, in terms of NIL. So getting started right away has already led me to so much success because there's not a lot of competition currently. So the more I put my head down and grind and really get into this, like the bigger long-term success I can really have. Beautiful. So specifically college athletes, you know the story behind being a college athlete. It, it's kind of a bit of shit show to quote Luke's uh, swearing earlier because <laughs> you do not get paid. Uh, well, not that's not true, but you know, 
you, you just, you know, and then all the, you get farms, they show up and then all of a sudden you're into this pro team. And so Luke, what a beautiful service you're offering to a niche group of people that you have a burning desire to help out. And I want to make a reference to the burning desire. Some of our entrepreneurs and grandmothers, notably like Napoleon Hill, uh, learning from Andrew Carnegie and the idea of the Think and Grow Rich book, many other of our ancestors of entrepreneurs have kind of discovered, pushed forward through our uh, canal, that one has a burning desire. It's usually coming from, you know, the heart to serve. It's what an entrepreneur does. So beautiful, Luke. Thank you so much. Now, I do have, um, want to, actually, I want to open up the floor to speakers. Um, if they have any questions for, for Luke, um, and if you do, just flash your microphone, and we'll have you impromptu just ask us, starting with Raj. And Raj, your microphone, the microphone is yours. Thank you, Tate. Um, Luke, it's so amazing to have you here, I've got to say. And um, do you know what? Um, you are full of knowledge. And being so young, you're, I'm pretty sure you've got a lot of innovative ways of actually growing um, social media platforms. But um, I've got a key question, actually, because um, as part of my business, like what we do is we actually help businesses and artists as well um, get seen on Google. Right. So how do you leverage, um, let's say, different social media platforms with Google and YouTube, who are the competitors of, let's say, Instagram, Facebook and TikTok? So how do you leverage that and how do you get people seen on Google? Uh oh, I think that internet abyss swallowed. Me. No, I didn't. I had my mic. I had my mic on mute. So <laughs> <laughs> I just answered the whole question, and then I looked down. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> so I was asking what your question was. How do you how do you integrate? You know, getting your social medias out there to get you more attention on Google. Is that what you're trying to ask? No. Um, my question was because um. We've done a lot of research as a business, right? And the way we look at it is that social media is one side and Google is one side. Now, as a business or as any business, so it could be Tate, you as a business coach, Luke, you as a social media growth expert, you know, Phil as a podcaster, me as a marketing expert, you know, Lou and Alexander, like even uh, Ty and even Carlos, like we all have separate businesses, right? So what we want to do is we want to be seen on Google because Google ultimately, as we all know, is the number one search engine in the world, right? So how do we leverage other social media platforms in order to be seen on a Google? Although Google um, is a competitor of, let's say, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Hmm. That's an interesting question. So I'm actually working with a music artist right now who basically was like, look, we got to optimize two things, just like you said, Google and social media. So what we're doing right now is we're getting him featured in a bunch of press and articles, right? So we're getting him featured in magazines, in Entrepreneur Magazine, in Forbes, and all sorts of different publications. That one is going to be on Google, right? So that's helping him in that aspect. The other thing is all of these articles are being directly verified through my Facebook Connect, which is going to get him verified on Instagram. 
So once he's verified on Instagram, he's going to get his own Google panel. So if you look up his name on Google, it's going to have a whole section. Just like you look up any celebrity, right? It's going to pull up information about them. So that'll be the first search engine thing that will come up. That's obviously SEO, search engine optimization. So getting him verified through Instagram, getting him all these publications is going to make sure that anytime his name is even referenced in a Google search, that he's going to be the top search at the very top, which we can also do for a business or brand, which getting them featured in all sorts of press and publications, that's going to make sure that the search engine pops them up at the very top. Because now they have the most influence, which means Google is going to see all of the influence they have. And that means they'll be the top search result at the top of the search. Fantastic answer. I've got to say, fantastic answer. That's exactly what we do as well here at ExclusivePR. Thank you, Luke. Thanks, Absolutely. Raj. Thanks so much. Amazing question. Because Google dwarfs any, any out there when it comes, like, mag magnificently dwarfs them. It's just incredible how. Google's out there, but the idea of being verified knowledge um, is just remarkable and wonderful. So uh, I want to go over to Lou Temblet, Tech Tips with Lou, for a question for Luke. Lou, go ahead, my friend. Thank you very much, Kate. Um, Luke, you mentioned ego and arrogance earlier. How do you balance overall with, with those kind of um, traits? And do you use it to excite and enliven yourself and watch the kind of, you know, have have some some kind of emotions on the opposite end of the spectrum? That's my question. Wow. Now, that's a deep question. So I think the biggest thing that's really helped me is just meditation, which if you guys aren't very familiar with meditation, it's really about being aware of one's thoughts uh, and being able to step back and be aware of what you're thinking, how you're feeling, and what emotions are being derived from your thoughts. So I think the biggest thing for me, and it, it doesn't mean you have to meditate an hour or a day, right? I think that's crazy. So I can't do that at least. So I literally, I do 10 minutes a day. That's all I do because that's all I can commit to consistently. So I, after I work out every day in the morning, I do it in the sauna. So for 10 minutes, I sit and I just, I'm aware, I take a step back of what I'm thinking, right? So that really helps me be aware of the thoughts. So if I start thinking, okay, you know, I'm, I'm the guy, I got this, like, look at me, look at me. I can see those thoughts, be aware of them and let them flow by and be like, no, like, that's not true, right? I can't have that thought because if I think I'm already, I'm already at the point then I know I'm not going to consistently work. So one thing I know about myself is I work really well with my back against the wall, right? So when things are really starting to pick up pressure, that's when I work the hardest. When things seem smooth and everything's going well, for some reason, I don't have as much incentive to actually work. So one that really helps me is just putting myself in a position where I have to work and making sure that I'm always working in a place that, one, I know I can stay focused, and two, I'm not... Let me get back to the question. So... Another thing that helps me is just talking with my friends and asking them for advice and asking them honest questions like, you know, what's one thing I can work on? And just being honest and humble, right? I think I struggle a lot with shiny object syndrome, which is I get enough money where I can afford things. And man, do I want to buy something flashy? Do I want to go buy a, a chain or a new watch or something cool when I know that's not, that's not going to help me in the long run? So Here's a good thing that I do do. So every like three, four months, I, I make sure that I reward myself. So at least I know that every three to four months, I will reward myself with something. So it's one thing every three to four months. But then when I'm out at the mall and I look at the 
the Gucci shirt. And I'm like, oh, that looks great. I can say absolutely not. I already know in three to four months, if I work hard, I'll get a reward. So having a set expectation of when you'll actually reward your hard work, I think that's been the biggest help in making sure that I don't spend money on dumb stuff, right? That's the biggest thing that I struggle with is I like to spend money uh, just because I have it. And I'm like, okay, like, why not get it? So that's the biggest thing that helps me is setting a set routine of when will you actually sit down and reward yourself for your hard work. I love it. Thank you so much, Luke. You remind me of myself. Um, <laughs> I, I work, no, I worked for a bank organization and I've doubled my salary twice within a year and a half. Um, so I was kind of playing and kind of going, oh, I just want a new Louis Vuitton handbag or a new Louis Vuitton purse or whatever it was. Um, but I will, how are going to sustain your energy for the next 10 to 15 years? What's, what's your um, strategy and your goal for where you're going to be in that time? Wow, you ask good questions. So my big thing is I only set habits that I can stay consistent to. So I'm not the guy who's going to be like, okay, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. I'm going to work out for three hours. I'm going to meditate for an hour and a half. And then I'm going to work from four to 10 o'clock every single day because I'm going to outwork everybody. I think the whole concept of outworking people is actually kind of stupid. I think what actually outworking is, is being consistent. Because I think people who work, you know, 12 hours a day, then they're going to eventually be so burnt out. They want their business is going to fail. They're going to get anxiety attacks. They're going to get depressed. They're going to feel lost. They're just going to be so overwhelmed with how much they've been working. So my big thing is I only set things I'll stay consistent to. So like I said, meditation, I know I can commit 10 minutes a day to meditation. So minimum effective dose of what I need to do, that's usually where I stay at. So if I have to commit, I usually commit about three to four hours a day where I'm going to sit down and actually really plan out, you know, my work and what I need to get done. Uh, and after that, if I don't really need to, I don't, I just relax. I sit down. I let my mind be, I get off my phone, I get off social media, but I have planned out kind of what I need to get done. And as long as I do that, I don't burn out. But I do know uh, when I first started in this industry, I was taking a lot of sales calls, right? And I just booked as many calls as I possibly could. And what that did is it eventually led me to burn out. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I just, I can't do sales calls anymore. (laughs) Like, this is not for me. So instead I was like, okay, from one to five o'clock, I'll take sales calls. That's all I'm going to do. Like after that, I'm good. So I always only set consistent habits that I can stay consistent with. Thank you, Luke. I'm going to cut to the chase and ask you the question. Just for lols. Anyway, um, what, (laughs) where do you see yourself in 10? What's your long-term vision? Do you have one? And if not, why not? Hmm. So I would say I have a vision and in the same breath, I don't. So I do have a vision because I do have an idea of where I want my business to be. Uh, Obviously, I want to be the number one NIL business. And then eventually, I would like to sell, uh, get bought out by Barstool Sports. Uh, I think that's a vision that I have because I believe Barstool is going to continue to grow. And I think at some point, they're going to want to buy out any competition. So I believe in 10 years that I will be bought out by Barstool Sports uh, for my NIL business. Uh, In 10 to 15 years, again, I probably see myself living in. Somewhere in the mountains, somewhere in nature. Uh, I really don't want to live in the city. It's just too much for me. I'd rather just be in a still, quiet place where I can be, you know, alone, uh, be by myself, invite people to me as opposed to being around people 24 7. 
Um, and in the same breath, like I said, I don't have a vision because I understand how I feel currently. And I know that if how I feel currently is going to dictate how I am in 10 to 15 years. And I'm really only concerned about how I feel right now. So I try not to plan too much ahead. But in the same breath, I do have a vision for myself, but I'm really focused on each individual moment. And my big thing, uh, basically my whole life thing is maximize your moment. So every moment you hit, have, whether you're in the car, bored, driving somewhere, maximize it. How can you get the most value out of that situation? Turn on a podcast, turn on some music that puts you in a good state. Just maximize every single moment that you have. Wow. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Luke. I really appreciate that. And I feel gratitude and, uh, you know, that you're kind of living in the moment and that's, that's your vibe. But, you know, there was, there was a little inflection of, of something that you have for your future. And that's really fabulous as well, I think. You know, that's been really helpful for me in the past to have something to kind of focus on, um, you know, as well as being present and kind of living in the moment. And there has to be something, you know, as well as your why about what drives you, you know, whether it's a, a life goal or a success or whatever it happens to be. So thank you very much for answering my question. Absolutely. Wow. Lou, you are amazing uh, question asker and you have such life experience and I'm so grateful that both is our moment in the new media collective here and we can look at the future and we share amongst each other in this conscious group of authentically engaged entrepreneurs, you know, some of the things that we've experienced, those of us who are a little more advanced in chronology, you know, hitting 43 years old this year, for me, it's kind of like, wow, I can get a lot of it from my past uh, and be able to apply that to my present. And I wonder sometimes, what is my 75-year-old self going to say to my 43-year-old self at this point? And so that's a beautiful question, Lou. And I do want to take this opportunity to just at the three-quarter uh, point of our, our clubhouse room and our billion-dollar growth, uh, billion-dollar mind podcast. Right now, we are for our podcast. Those of you that are on stage, um, you have the ability to make your voice known out to the podcast sphere. So... Uh, I also value to the back row. I'm a back row for being. I think it's important. And I do want to just make an introduction to those that are on our audience of our Ty. Ty is an amazing, um, inspired entrepreneur that helps his life. And he is actually uh, jumped into my 30-day uh, exonerate yourself, exoner, uh, uh, 30-day accelerator. I'm grateful to him for that. Um, he's serving out community in which he lives, a coach, he is a poet, it's great to have him here. Of course, also in our audience today, Cassia is so to have in this room right now. Um, she was born in Brazil and immigrated to the U.S. at age 38, and uh, she's really done a lot in leadership. And we also have Young in the room today, who is aspiring lyricist songwriter and uh, you can visit these people in the New Media Collective because we are all clubhouse room. And last but not least, I want to welcome Carlos Vargas in our audience today as well. And Carlos is new. He's a visual artist and entrepreneur. And I welcome because sometimes the most important person is in the back row. 
And it's important to note that the back row people um, are tomorrow. So welcome one, welcome all. Now, to get back here, I I do have a, some questions. Some questions. I do have a final that um, I think we could all weigh in on on the panel, but also I want to hear what Luke and what you're envisioning in your life with this question. But, you know, what is the biggest thing, the most focused question someone has to answer, the biggest thing one needs in their life an entrepreneur? So on the fence, maybe you're frustrated in a job, but you don't trust it, you want to get more info. So again, Luke, what is your opinion on the biggest thing one needs to become an entrepreneur? What say you, my friend? I think the biggest thing to become an entrepreneur is, and I would say to answer your kind of first question, the biggest question you need to answer is who are you, right? Like who, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And put yourself in a position to highlight your strengths and to eliminate or hide your weaknesses. So knowing what you're good at and what you're not good at, and then hiring around people who can cover your weaknesses. I think that's the biggest thing. And then kind of knowing, you know, what can I get done in the day? How much can I get done without burning myself out? And really having self-awareness. The biggest thing you need, again, you need that self-awareness to be able to ask yourself, am I working too much today? Do I feel good right now? Am I still happy even though I'm working, you know, six hours a day? And what is good for me? What's healthy for me? Because if you're not healthy, you're not going to be able to produce wealth. You know, you can't have wealth without health, right? You always hear that little cliche term, but you really can't. If you don't know who you are, you don't know what your strengths are, if you don't, and you can't be honest about your weaknesses, you can't be successful as an entrepreneur. Well said, my friend. I think that is an amazing bookend question. What a beautiful to know one to know our strengths and our opportunities. Uh, and that way, when we get into this game, of entrepreneurship, we don't, you know, we don't have the attitude that we win or lose. We have the uh, attitude that we win and learn. Um, because uh, somebody said once uh, recently, I was on a podcast, I was listening about an IBM executive that said, what you, what's your, what's your, uh, you know, your goal, uh, your suggestion on how to become successful. And he said, double the amount of failure, <laughs> continue on and know yourself. And that is such a beautiful place for us to kind of, uh, you know, wind down the room today, amazing room today with Luke Sheffers, who is uh, an entrepreneur, a, a social growth budding magnate. You know, you know, Luke, in 10 years, I think, you know, to answer Lou's question about the future vision and stuff, uh, I mean, it's just beautiful that. Uh, I, I'm honored to call you a colleague here on in the New Media Collective. You know, being able to, and again, I'm going to mention this again, the whole reason why New Media Collective is here and I've been able to see this vision through is that once I was on a sales call with him and he helped me grow. And in that sales call, I, the salesperson, I don't think I remember one time him actually hard, cold closing. It was a relationship-oriented consultation. And I think I even was the one that said, you know, what do I need to do to get this going? So uh, that's what a conscious entrepreneur is in my estimation. So uh, so again, I want to stage today. Uh, we have Luke Sheffers as our guest. We have Phil Better as our podcast technician. We have Raj Singh as my 
faithful co-moderator and PR marketing expert. And we have our guest moderators today, Lou Temler, Tech Tips with Lou. She's always in the headset if you're on Clubhouse. She's amazing. And welcoming new to our stage, Alexandra Figueredo. And it's so just beautiful to have everyone up on stage, as well as uh, Austin Hawthorne uh, down in uh, audience member. Uh, and speaking of Mastermind members, if you are interested in becoming a part of the New Media Collective, all you need to do is come to my Instagram profile. It's the handle Billion Dollar Growth. All one. Tap the link in bio. Come on in and join. We have 200 plus in our private Facebook community, and we have a goal of 550 more days. We want to grow our authentically engaged entrepreneurs up over the quarter, the first quarter of next year. That way we can share in the vision too. And here's what my vision is. And I wanted to bring it all back. Uh, the idea that sustainability and pivoting our businesses and profiting in that order, we must be able to have the last thing. And maybe that's not a business thing. Maybe that's not even a brand. But to me, that's a movement. The movement that I is simply this. And this is my vision statement is to um, to model up for good. And I can see movements um, being created off of vision statements just like that. Because it's not trapped in not trapped in a one-year plan to model abundance for good for me and that's mine now others probably but if you're interested in continuing your growth with a conscious community come on in and join the new media collective we're open to all the only investment is your attention and engagement luke i want to just hand the mic back to you for any follow-up statements you'd like to make about Anything that was mentioned today, I'm so grateful to you for joining us here today. Uh, Luke, any last? Honestly, no, not really. I feel like we did a really good job. I appreciate everyone for for listening and asking any questions. Uh, seriously, guys, the biggest thing that that's really helped me in my life is just maximize every moment you have. Doesn't matter what you're doing. Like I said, if you're in your car, you know, maximize that moment. Like every moment that you start to feel down, just maximize it. Get the most value you can out of every moment. If you do that, your life is going to pan out exactly how you plan for it. Luke, is that a movement? Is that your movement? That is now a movement. I'm going to put that as a movement. Maximize your moments. That is going to be tweeted out in about five minutes. So, <laughs> Maximize your moments. Oh, that is a life. So thanks again, Luke Sheffers, for joining us. Billion Dollar Mind Podcast, New Media Collective, Clubhouse. Tell all your Tuesdays, Thursdays at 3 and Mountain Time. And Luke? I hear that Oprah up in Telluride and here in Colorado, and I would love uh, to be able to be a guest in your neighboring home to Oprah when you do decide to move up into the mountains. That would be awesome, Tate. I look forward to it. Sounds good. Well, everybody, it's great to have you and out in the audience. Please join us on Thursday this week. Uh, check your clubhouse invites. Ring the bell for your collective so you can be reminded to come up on stage and come early so you can come up on stage. And, uh, and share and amplify your movement. Maybe we'll have a movement talk on Thursdays, right? So at this point, I time everybody here, and we will be ending the room in five, four, three, two, one.